Hey, Community Church, it's Jim and Becca, and we are super excited to bring to you the second Community Church podcast episode. And uh, as we said last week, the intent of this time is just to be a fun moment where we can continue conversation from Sunday and share some cool things that are happening around here. Yes, and we are super excited to jump in today and talk more about how we can make a difference in this world. But before we do, let's take a second and talk about last week's challenge. <laughs> hey, Rebecca, hold oh, on one second. What? Uh, I have a confession to make on our podcast today. I didn't do the challenge, like I said. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I feel really ashamed and guilty right now, but life happens, little girls happen, and I I didn't, I just didn't do it. And so I'm going to ask for grace for today and us to make through it. But uh, yeah, for that challenge, you remember guys what it was. We were going to say, we're going to go on a prayer walk with our families or by ourselves in our communities just to pray for this world. So Rebecca, let's talk about you (laughs) since I didn't do it. (laughs) Well, first off, thanks for your honesty. Dude, it takes so much courage to confess Uh, that here. (laughs) Yes, you can. There's so much grace. And for all of you out there, the same thing. So if you haven't gotten a chance to do that challenge, you still have this week and next week. No worries. But my prayer walk really turned into a prayer bike ride with my two and a half year old little girl. And let's be honest, it's too hot out there to meet for me to do a walk. So feel free to make it a car. 90 plus degrees. Yeah, I can't. (laughs) handle that. So we got a chance to pray for her teachers, her school, our neighbors, and even the two cats that currently live on our stairs because she loves them. Cats need prayer. So (laughs) hopefully you guys had a great experience, those that got to do it with us. Um, But I have no idea because I did not. But you can still do it. And if you have no idea what (laughs) we're talking about right now, go back, give last week a a listen, and uh, let's do the challenge together this week. That's right. So Yeah, feel free. Take that next step. But today we're going to go ahead and jump in because we're really excited about this new guest we have. It's John Blankenship. He's the Brunswick campus pastor. We're really excited he's here. But I'm going to say what I love about John personally is that he's an incredible leader. It's just a great dad, a husband. And he really is someone practically making a difference in his everyday life experiences. So, so John, thanks for joining us. And how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. I am so excited to be here, but I have to do this for a second. <laughs> Wait, was what that, is a, that? Was that a cat noise? <laughs> One more time. <laughs> oh we, uh, John, I love you for all your noises you make uh, in pump here today. So let's just, let's jump in. <laughs> that was my little dog and cat theology impression. Oh, Thank good you very job. much, everyone. You. <laughs> hey, so this past Sunday, uh, we talked about, you know, the six ways to make a difference and go and sin. And this idea that you're not just going on missions, but you're living a life of mission and, um, and on mission. And when I think about this idea of life on mission, John, I think about something you've said to me so many times was this concept of persons of peace or POP or pop or whatever you want to call it. Uh, if you can just kind of tell us what does that mean to you and how does that connect to this life on mission? Yeah. Um, I love the principle of person of peace. Um, I got that out of John chapter 10 or I'm sorry, Luke chapter 10. I don't even know my Bible apparently, (laughs) but Luke 10 is really awesome. But in there you see where Jesus is commissioned the 72 and he sends out them to travel. He pack, they pack light. They go from kind of house to house and they're kind of looking to where to set up base camp. And out of that, they're looking to see um, a person where um, they are going to be welcome in. um, Somebody's going to serve them and really where the gospel can kind of take root and go forth. And so in short, person of peace is simply someone who God has prepared 
for in advance, kind of ahead of time, yeah. so that the message of the gospel can come through. We recognize person of peace when we see someone who would welcome us. Um, they like to be with us, and they want to attempt to serve us in some way. Yeah. That would be a person of peace. And why I think that's significant is because I believe it is Jesus's primary way to live a life on mission that he did then, but he teaches yeah. us to do it now. That's cool. So it's really those three things or ways we can look at to say, are they, if they're meeting these three, they're yeah. probably one of these people that God's put in front of us. Yeah. Yeah. That's really neat. I really, thanks for that summary. So in that space and think about presence of peace, can you share a specific example where you've used this tool in your life on mission and just every day? Yeah. Um, and I'll actually share one of the first examples where God really crystallized this for me. And it actually is with my friend Jarvis and he was a, a manager at a local coffee shop cool. and coffee's good. Coffee's like great. Coffee? I Yum. love coffee. And, um, and what I found is when I was taking some online classes, I went into this coffee shop every Friday and I would s- sit at the same table. I drink coffee and we just, I struck up a friendship with Jarvis and the employees that were there. And I just came in, I was consistent. And through that, um, I struck up a conversation with Jarvis and it opened up a whole network for me to, um, I found out that I liked him. He liked me. I, I found out that he, he was so awesome and served me and would provide coffees and samples and all kinds of treats <laughs> taste and stuff tester like that. Taste testers, <laughs> man. Wow. I think I gained 10 pounds like that semester <laughs> or two, but, but through it, we were able to, to really, I was, I was able to talk about some leadership development, some principles that I, that were in scripture that were easily relatable to even his employees. Cool. And so through that, he, um, there were times where some of his employees would be going through some tough times and they would say, why don't you go over, he would say, why don't you go over and sit with John and, and have a conversation? And yeah. so I just really got to, he was the person of peace that opened up a whole network mm-hmm. of ministry opportunities at that local coffee shop, just by doing something as simple as practicing what Justin talked about Sunday, the ministry of presence. Yeah. So I just practiced that, that principle and found that the the whole door opened up and that Jarvis was that person of peace. That's cool. But like, think about how do you really know it's God calling you or speaking to you about this person? Like, yeah, they're in front of you They're you know, you're, you're practicing presence or a passing relationship, or maybe it's even a permanent relationship that you're like, I feel like God's calling me here, but how do you know God's really calling you to talk to them? That's a great question. Well, first I would say it's through a lot of trial and error. Um, it's CK Chesterson did say that if it's worth doing, it's worth doing badly until you get better. And I think that principle really is applied here Mm -hmm. because it's not something I think we were just naturally born with. I think it is our birthright to be able to hear the voice of the Lord, but it is something that we have to practice kind of tuning, so to speak, our spiritual ears to know, is that the Lord? So one very practical way that I learned was it's called the temperature test, temperature, test, temperature test, and it is hot, warm, cold. And so in short, it's something like, when I'm having a conversation with this, with a person that might be in front of me, whether that's a waitress or it's somebody that I see at the gas station or in this, in the supermarket, maybe it's a teacher or a coach. I don't know, but is, is the conversation seeming to, to lean towards an openness, a wide open door, which I would say super hot. Yeah. Or is this something where like Greek mythology, like Sisyphus, where it's like pushing water up a hill with a rake and that doesn't sound fun. (laughs) Yeah. That's just not fun at all. And so I just don't think, you know, even in that scripture in Luke 10, well, you know, Jesus instructed his disciples to kind of dust the, the, the white, the dust off of the sandals and sort of move on. So I don't think that's something where if it's a cold situation where we want to spend a ton of time, we really want to look like what Henry Blackaby said, find out where God is at work 
and get involved, yeah. or maybe more importantly, find out who God is at work in yeah. and get involved. That's good. I love the story you were sharing earlier about being on a date with your wife yeah. and how you even utilize that tool there. Yeah. Just this past Friday, we're at a local restaurant and- This I'm, was a date night, right? It was actually a date lunch. Date lunch. <laughs> okay. Date lunch. Fridays right. is super consistent We need for to try us. those out. Date lunch. Date lunch is fine. When you're in that season of life, you got to do what you can. But um, yeah, we're sitting there and I have this expectation that I'm going to like really connect with my wife. We just yeah. had a really busy season. Not like kissing connection, but just not like that talking. type of connection. Yeah, because we're in public <laughs> and that's PDA and that's yeah, probably not no cool. PDA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, but we're there and I'm ready to have conversation, but God had something else in mind. And yeah. so the waitress walks up and we could see she was hobbling later after we talked about this. You know, in hindsight, my wife was saying that she sensed a kind of that warmth that yeah. she's needs to press in and ask the waitress, how are you doing? Oh, what happened to your foot? Yeah. And through showing some care, which led to some conversation, open door, where as the hour went on with the meal, every time she would check on us, she would tell us another layer of her story. That's cool. That ended it. That ended the meal in and that whole time together, praying for her. Tears were shed. And we really developed a relationship that it, we actually were asking, what do we do with that? What step do you want us to take mm -hmm. next after that? Yeah. She was clearly a person of peace and was a situation where it was warm that went to hot and we knew God showed up pretty big. That's cool. Person of peace. That's yeah, really cool. I love that. You know, for me, sometimes like, I don't really know if it's hot, warm and cold, unless I just take that risk, take that step of faith. And so, you know, when I feel like listening to the voice of the Lord, for me, sometimes I hear it like a voice in my head or just a quiet impression in my spirit. And I don't know, one story for me is last year, I, I was at a conference in Atlanta and it was 6am and I was at the hotel before I was about to leave to go to the conference and I'm eating breakfast and there's a lady who's preparing the food right there. And yeah. I really sensed that I was supposed to pray for her son and it was 6am. I was tired. I was, it was pre-coffee, yeah, you know, pre-coffee for me is difficult. <laughs> um, and so I almost dismissed it because I feel like a lot of times I can choose to listen to that voice or dismiss it easily. And so I decided to listen to it before I walked out, walked over, didn't know if she was hot, warm or cold. And I was like, Hey, I really, I'm just, I don't know if you have a son, but I really have this sense that I could pray for your son. And she just, in that moment, broke down crying and told me that her son was about to actually get released from prison, had just came to the Lord. And she really wanted him to continue in her, his faith. And that's cool. I got to pray for her right there and then. And then we continued, we exchanged numbers and continued texting back and forth. And he got plugged into the church after, and it was just a really cool opportunity. I'm just glad I took the chance. Yeah. And it's all about taking that step of faith. You know, I always heard it's almost like learning to hear God's voice voice is like learning here, any learning, any language, you know, I'm taking a Hebrew class right now and I've learned if I don't practice with my flashcards, I have no idea what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> and so it just takes time after time trying it and really just putting yourself out there to hear God's voice, to use persons of peace and other tools to see who he's calling you to and to take the step of faith. Oh, that's so true. So true. Okay. So here's the thing. We've just talked about ways we got it right, or we felt like we really heard the voice of the Lord clearly yes. and it worked out great. So it always works out great, right? Of course, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're perfect every single time we hear exactly. Okay. Totally not the case. True. I know so many times, John, I've got it so wrong. I took that step, thought I was hearing and it didn't work out the way I wanted. So can you share a time when you thought you were hearing something right and you were totally off. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have way more times and examples of doing it poorly. So, but one thing I remember um, several years ago, 
um, had a real big fail on my part. Uh, it was during Hurricane <laughs> At Katrina. least you tried. <laughs> I did try. I tried really awesomely. But this uh, gentleman who's homeless and he came up, had come up with a story of could he get to where um, there were more resources kind of in that Hurricane Katrina yeah. Um, time frame. And so bottom line was he had asked, could we get a, a fund him a bus ticket to, yes. to get back? And so I did. I actually went and got a bus ticket, worked it out, thought it was all set up. And then come to find out a week later, I see him riding around the community on his bike. <laughs> <laughs> totally was taken for a ride, yes. literally. Not on his bike with him, on his handlebars. That wouldn't have been cool. But, but no, but for, it wasn't really it wasn't true. real at all. And I was like, oh, I totally thought, did I hear the Lord? And yeah. I don't know that I did in that situation. Sure. So what did you do with that? Did you shame yourself, guilt yourself, you know, for just mishearing him? Or what do you feel like he said to you? I do remember feeling pretty stupid about it because that was something where uh, other people knew about the story there on staff. And I kind of had to go back and tell them that I blew it. But yeah. but no, I've l- really learned that those are moments where I think really God really honors those steps cool. of faith. And, um, and in it, it actually helped kind of crystallize um, the voice of the Lord, where mm-hmm. even in the failures, I, I'm more Amen. able to 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 hear in school now. That's good. That's great. Okay, hey, really quick before we continue, we're going to get into the rest of our conversation with John here in a moment. But first, we wanted to let you know to make sure to check out Six Ways to Make a Difference dot org. Six There's ways re- to make a difference. <laughs> I forgot to tell you, John created us a jingle for our podcast. He did. That was the only time it will be used, but it was it was worth it. Hey, one last time. Six ways to make a difference. Yes. That's where you can find resources and next steps on our website, six ways to make a difference.org. Check it out today for all the resources about go and send what we just talked about this week. So John, Hey, in closing, what's one last thing uh, you'd like to share with the listeners really about this topic of persons of peace? I guess just go for it. You know, yeah. like we're not going to get anywhere if we don't try. And so I think because it was really good for Jesus and that's what he used to train. I think that same principle applied to Paul when he found Lydia. Yeah. I think I saw it with Peter and Cornelius. And I, I see it firsthand, even through some of my examples that I've, I've given today too. So I just say, go for it. It's worth doing. It's worth doing badly. Amen. That's good. Hey, before we let you go, John, we want to introduce you guys to a new tradition on this podcast where each week we are going to sit with these amazing guests and we want to ask them the same question to learn something interesting about them. And the thing is the answer, it doesn't have to be spiritual. It can just be whatever you're feeling. So John, here is our question of the week is this, what is your favorite thing right now in life? Mm. Ooh, that's, that's a deep one. That's I like big. It. Um, I like things that smell good. Okay. All right. And <laughs> what is that? I will tell you the favorite smell good that I have found okay. is actually at Carabas. The restaurant. Wait, what? In their bathroom, (laughs) they have a hand lotion or soap that is, I think, made by a company called Yardley. Okay. I'm not getting any kind of promotion from this. It's not like you really know what you're talking about because you're being very specific right now. I love the smell of the lavender soap that is in the bathroom at Carabas. That's that's the thing that I just want to share with the world. So if you've never been to Carabas... Go wash your hands and check out the soap because that's John's favorite thing right now in life. Well, that's awesome. I was hoping we go bath and body <laughs> awesome, on it. Awesome is an know. interesting word. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, this week I'm going to jump into our challenge. So our challenge this week is real simple. We want to take a moment to ask God who is one person, just one, that he wants you to encourage this week. It could be a family member, someone from your past, or even a waiter at Carabas or a different restaurant that you go to this week. So again, we're going to do this with you. I promise that. Yes. I promise. (laughs) And we will report back next week. And please make sure if you're doing these challenges with us, tell us on social media, hit us up on Facebook, whatever it looks like for you. We want to know. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. John, this has been awesome. You are the man. Um, We got to give a shout out to Travis Paulding, who's been our producer in tech Nicole guru of this podcast. We love you, Trav. So, hey, tune back next week. We're going to have an entire new episode when we're going to be interviewing one of our amazing friends who's a missionary in South Asia. You're not going to want to miss it. See you guys next week.